This week's episode is brought to you in partnership with Zero Procure, who are here to make procurement simple, offering great value and quality for products and services, all for zero cost. And what business wouldn't want that? I am delighted that their support will now help keep this show accessible and free to listen to wherever you access your podcasts. Please get in touch with them for a chat. Just click on their link in the show notes or visit their site at zeroprocure.com forward slash podcast. Welcome to Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street, where each week we take a light-hearted look into the stories and individuals that make up the wonderful world of hospitality. Today's guest is Rob Byram, Group Hospitality Services Manager at Hallmark Care Homes. Coming up on today's show, Rob talks about vegetables. Veg is is difficult, you know, everyone likes their veg slightly different. Phil talks about the five C's of cost control. Cost, 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 cost. And Rob pitches a new uniform concept. Hard hat, hard boots, high vis, etc. All that and so much more as Rob talks us through his story and journey to date. Rob is on a mission. He wants to put care firmly on the hospitality radar as a credible sector within the industry. I'm lucky enough to have been to one of Hallmark's homes, as a visitor, I hasten to add, and I can confirm that they really are something special, and I'm very happy to lend this show's weight in Rob's mission. A huge thank you to him for coming on the show and sharing his story. We're here each week telling the stories of the amazing people within hospitality, so please don't forget to give us a like, share, and a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening. It really does make a huge difference. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Hospitality Meets with me, your host, Phil Street. Now, when I started this podcast, one of the objectives was to showcase all of the different career paths and sectors available within the the wonderful world of hospitality. Today, we add another string to that bow as we move into hospitality within care. Not only that, we've gone to one of the very best care providers and managed to get some time with the awesome and candidate for Beard of the Year, Rob Byram from Hallmark Care Homes. Rob, welcome to the show. Um, hi there, Phil. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Ah, no problem at all. You're, let's get the beard out of the way quickly. <laughs> it is a belter. And for those who are listening to this, I'm sorry you're missing a something abs- a, a piece of absolute beauty. Thank you very much. Yes, a lot, lot of time and effort goes into that, but uh, no, I appreciate yeah. your comments. <laughs> yeah. Wicked. Excellent. So where are you today? Where are you recording from? Uh, I'm actually uh, working from home this morning uh, and then I'm going over to one of our care homes, Hutton View, this afternoon. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely, we'll come on to uh, Hallmark as we progress through the conversation. We'll learn a, a little bit more about what you, you guys do. I was introduced to you guys, I think, what's well, pre-COVID. So what, 2019, 18, that sort mm-hmm. of time helped you guys find a couple of people through the business and I think it's safe to say that I had some uh, vision of what being in care was within hospitality and and having visited one of your sites uh, yeah I thought that myth was busted very very quickly. (laughs) Yeah I think um, there is a lot of thoughts behind care homes and I think to a certain extent we're a little bit stuck in our old ways especially if you've never entered sort of a care home as such, or maybe uh, a care home that's not quite sort of the standard of maybe a Hallmark home or or many other high-end providers, Um, we do sort of have that bad image in our minds, don't we? Um, I must admit, I was exactly the same. Um, You know, before I started working at Hallmark, I had that vision of a care home. Um, But again, as soon as I walked in, walked, walked through the doors, I was blown away with, wow, you know, this is 
this looks like a five-star hotel. This this certainly wasn't the care home I was, I assumed in my head. Totally. And that was exactly, it, it felt like a country house hotel. But um, yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, I'll, before you got to Hallmark, there's obviously there's a, there's a whole backstory. So take us all the way back to the beginning of your career. How did you get into hospitality in the in the first place? Um, to be honest with you, I fell into hospitality by mistake. Um, right. So growing up, um, I'd always wanted to be a builder. So my dad right. has always worked in or worked in construction for a long time, and I, you know, growing up seeing him, him being a role model, I'd I'd wanted to follow in his footsteps. To be honest, and I I did I did start that. So uh, my first job when I left school was actually a labourer for a building company, actually uh, working with my dad. And we were refurbishing three hotel rooms quite locally in Chelmsford. I'm, I'm based in Brentwood in Essex. Right. Yeah, we refurbished these three hotel rooms. And I got talking to the hotel team there, as you do, because we were there for a, a, you know, a couple of months. And the deal was to either go back to sort of college or uni or to sort of school or get a job with my parents. That was the deal. You can't just, you know, leave school and not do anything. You know, you've either got a career yeah, education like, <laughs> or get a job. Yeah, I thought it was a bit harsh at the time, but looking back, yeah. I thought it's pretty fair, wasn't it, to be honest? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the, a job opportunity came up at a hotel in Chelmsford. So I thought, why not? You know, let's let's give it a go. I'm going to earn a little bit of money and and see where it goes. So my plan was to work there for a few months, you know, just until I find something I really want to do with my life because I wasn't sure, you know, like most sort of 17-year-olds so yeah, you know, yeah. you're not quite sure what you want to do with your career. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it went from there. So I planned to be there for three months. So I started off looking after conferences and banquets, so, you know, just setting them up, making sure they're okay, serving, etc., clearing down. And then 18 months later, um, I was still there, very comfortable, and realised... You know, I've had a great 18 months, but actually, you know, there's no progression here, you know, and I need to really start start doing something. So that's when I looked into doing an apprenticeship because I didn't really want, you know, I was used to getting a wage and I wanted some more sort of education, some grades behind me. So yeah. I thought for me, an apprenticeship was the was the best thing for me. So I looked at apprenticeships and looked at business and admin and, and different bits like that. So I actually ended up getting a, a business and admin apprenticeship and it was based at a care home in Billericay. Quite sceptical at the start and I thought, well, let's give it a go. You know, let, let's see what it's all about. Let's go for the interview and let, let's see where it goes. And I walked into Hallmark at the time and not, not expecting much, being honest, you know, never stepped foot in a care home, never dreamt about being in a care home or, or working in a care home especially. Yeah. But I walked in and thought, wow, you know, this is nicer than the hotel I work in. And it, and it right. was a nice hotel. Yeah. And I thought, wow, actually, I, I feel I could, you know, I could do something here. So that's where I left the hotel and come to work as an apprentice um, at Hallmark Care Home. So the apprenticeship was for a year. Um, and what was great was I worked in lots of different departments, like the hotel. The good thing about hospitality is you get it, it opens so many doors up. You know, hospitality is an umbrella term for me. Um, so in the hotel, for example, I, I started off in conferences, banquets. You know, I also worked in a restaurant. I worked behind the bar when I turned 18. Um, I even supported reception sometimes. I jumped in the kitchen on the odd occasion when the breakfast chef didn't turn up or um, they might have been short on pot wash or whatever it might have been. But it opened, you know, lots of doors up, you know, some 
I may not have enjoyed and thought actually that bit's not for me. But other other yeah. areas, I thought actually, yeah, this is really good. You know, this is this is a bit of me. So, but that's half the battle, isn't it? it, it especially early doors is just getting around as many different departments as you can because they're as you say, you, you can't like everything. But it's about identifying the stuff that you do like and the stuff that that makes you want to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. I think and that's and that's the big thing for me. It's you know you need to enjoy your job to a certain extent we all have bad days you know but the good days need to outweigh them you know let's yeah, be realistic yeah, yeah, yeah. so and i think in a in a job you you've got to feel fulfilled you know that doesn't mean you earn you know a hundred thousand pounds a year you know you could be a multi-millionaire if you're not fulfilled you're not happy yeah. you know that being a multi-millionaire may fulfill you <laughs> um, yeah well, we're still working actually, towards that one so <laughs> yeah me too me too um <laughs> But, actually, but it's true though. Like, I, I, mm. the, the money, the money thing is um, uh, apparently. I can't remember where I've, I've read this, but I've read this many, many times that money actually as a motivator for for people is generally quite far down the list. Like you know, item five or six. Yeah. Actually, the more important things are engagement to your work and mm-hmm. a feeling of belonging to the people around you, and that your voice is heard and respected, and all of these sorts of things outweigh the money. The money will come anyway. Uh, if you if you keep kind of your head down and crack on, but um, but yeah. Anyway, sorry, I take I take took you off your your story. No, absolutely, no, I com- completely agree. So, so yeah, so that gave me lots of sort of knowledge and um, supported me in starting an apprenticeship at, at Hallmark. So, my first year at Hallmark, being the apprentice, was supporting every area. To be honest, if you like, and it really um, built up my knowledge for how a care home works. You know, I spent time. In the kitchen, I spent time with the housekeeping team. I spent time with the administrator, the management team, care team. You know, literally every department within the care home, I got to see firsthand. You know, I got to see the great stuff. I got to see the not so great stuff. You know, um, how hard they work and you know reception, etc. I always use reception as a, an example because. I feel whatever job role you're in, you need to appreciate everyone's role. So, for example, the receptionist. You know, if you don't know what a receptionist does, you look at them all day. All they do is sit there and answer a phone every so often. You know, that, yeah. that's a lot of people's image of a receptionist. However, you know, a receptionist is a huge role. You know, it's such an important role. They are the first face, you know, people see. They're the first voice people hear, you know it's a really, really important role. And actually that receptionist probably knows more about that home, the comings and goings, et cetera, than anyone else yeah. in the building. So actually when you appreciate that a bit more, you have a lot more respect for them rather than just the person who sits at the desk and answers the phones every so often. Yeah, totally. They're, they're problem solvers, aren't they? I mean, that's effectively mm. every, every interaction that they have is a problem to solve. And it, it, that, whether that, whether that is, oh, can you direct me to where your guest X Y Z is, or mm-hmm. can you direct me to the restaurant, or I didn't like the broccoli yesterday, or whatever. And I use that example because when I was a receptionist with P and O, that's we just used to get so many complaints about broccoli. Oh well, wow. <laughs> yeah, overcooked, undercooked, you name it, everything, yep. anything from but, the same batch as well. So yeah, yeah that's yeah, important. You know, veg is is difficult you know everyone likes their veg slightly different and yeah when you when you're cooking for for multiple people it is it is a challenge sometimes to get it right for everyone um, but yeah. again that that's about knowing your residents knowing your clientele and that's that's the better thing about care for example 
we know who's there. We know their likes, their dislikes, um, etc. Where, say, a restaurant or hotel, you don't know who's coming through that door um, yeah, unless you ask a hundred questions on their dish. What someone sitting down for dinner doesn't really want to answer all them questions. You're not going to know. Yeah. Um, again, doesn't make it easy, but it, it certainly no, helps. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You you're almost, I suppose, a private members club in that respect because yeah, you can you build could put it like that relations with your um with your guests and you know and, and as you say you get to know their likes and dislikes and you can evolve your your offer around that mm, absolutely absolutely and i think that's a huge huge thing going off piece a bit but that knowing your residents is the most important thing you know me and you could make make a menu now and we'd love it you know we'd be happy as larry for, for the next few months while it's on but actually the, if it's not something the residents like or want, then it, it's completely useless. You know, and that's, yeah. for me, really important. We have a different menu in our care homes. Every care home, we've got 19 across England and Wales at the moment. Every home has a slightly different menu purely because we, we base it on the residents and the residents' feedback. Yeah. If we had one one menu for all care homes, you know, there's going to be lots of residents who are not going to have something on the menu that they like every day, which to us just isn't acceptable. Yeah. You know, that's not a standard that we we accept. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yes, um, back to your story. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, i done my year. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Don't worry. We, the off-piece thing is just something that happens. So don't, No, that's, don't, a, don't no, that's that. cool. No, no problem at all. So so I had a great year at Anisha Grange Care Home in Billericay for Hallmark um, as an apprentice. Um, and then I was very lucky to be offered a trainee hospitality manager role. Um, so within that, I worked I had sort of each quarter was divided up and it was really well managed um sort of so my bosses at the time managed that um so I had a few months in one of our homes in Wales um who didn't have a hospitality manager at the time so that was great that was learned a lot put it that way you know it was really great um and just literally everything I was doing I was just you know like a sponge just taking in all the knowledge and everything I could learn from I was just storing it and yeah just taking in as much as I could really yeah. Uh, and I finished, that was for another year. And I, I finished that year doing multiple projects around different homes. And again, every home is slightly different. Um, so again, every home, I took as much knowledge and as much feedback as I possibly could um, and took it on with me. And I finished at Maycroft Manor in Brighton. Um, I'd done a few months there whilst it was a commissioning home. So that was really great for me because I saw it in the construction stage. You know, the first time I walked around, it was in hard hat, hard boots, high vis, etc. Um, ceiling yep. still not quite in um and yeah it was it was i loved it you know especially with my sort of passion for building and, and construction that course, really yeah. really interested yeah, yeah. me so yeah. it's sort of going back a little bit as well but it was really nice it, it, it was really great to see that from a building site into a building when it was handed over into a home when residents started moving in and for me yeah. that was i really really enjoyed that so after that we had a few more homes due to open so I actually then applied for a role on the commissioning team. So I was a commissioning hospitality assistant. So literally my role was to support with or support the commissioning manager at the time with every aspect of opening a care home. So the the ordering, so the sort of the pre-orders of all the you know, everything going into the homes from your I don't know, from from your furniture down to your your forks, literally. Yeah. Um so that was really interesting for me from seeing a different aspect of the business again you know I'd, I'd worked in lots of established homes but actually this one was a, a, a brand new commissioning home so that was really really good for me and I actually supported opening up it was Maycroft Manor 
and then we opened up Lakeview Care Home in Surrey and Annu Court in Rugby. So again, that was that was great for me. Learned as much as I could. I, I worked alongside some great hospitality managers at the time. So again, just trying to pick their brains for every piece of information, every bit of knowledge they had to steal from them, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and then following that, a role came up in one of our homes as a for a hospitality manager. And I thought, well, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a step, you know. I I know lots of aspects of the business now, but I'd never actually been a hospitality manager on my own in a home. I'd always sort of had that person near me to sort of help, if you like. So, but yep. again, you know, it's about putting yourself out of that comfort zone and, you know, you don't ask, you don't get, you know, and why not? Let's give it a go. And I was I was lucky enough to be offered that role. So following my commissioning assistant role, I actually was a hospitality services manager within Bucklesham Grange in Ipswich. Um, so one of our, one of our care homes in Hallmark. So, um, yep. And again, huge learning curve for me. Quite, was well, still quite young at the time, thinking I know everything. Of course, obviously, and obviously that's, part, cl- that's you know, part and parcel of being in your twenties, isn't it? It is indeed. It is. Yeah. And yeah, I it, again, I just learned so much. And yeah, I had a great team around me at the time, and again, learned from them. And yeah, really developed. So I was there for eighteen months um, as the hospitality manager. And to be honest with you, after I live in Brentwood, so after 18 months of traveling to Ipswich and back, what's a, it's about 120 mile round trip a day. Yeah. I, I was tired, <laughs> if I'm being honest. So yeah. again, I, I had a great relationship with Hallmark. They'd really, you know, they'd really sorted me out with my career, to be honest with you. You know, without Hallmark, I started off as an apprentice on £2.65 an hour, I think it was at the time. And I'm, I'm sort of leaving as a hospitality manager. I never dreamt over a four and a half year period that that would happen when I first sort yeah. of walked in through those doors. And, you know, I've been forever grateful for that. And I actually left Hallmark, left on, you know, very good terms, planned to come back one day, wasn't sure when, what or how. Um, but at the time, it was best for me personally to to move to a, to another care provider a lot closer to home. Yeah, I suppose also probably useful for you to see something different as well, like just in terms of giving you a, a rounded knowledge, different perspectives, um, all of these sorts of things. Yeah, and I think, and it was probably one of the best things I've done, purely because, it, you know, like you say, all I knew a lot about care homes, but I only knew Hallmark, and yeah. that was, you know, the only standard. And you know, so I, you know, naturally assumed, well, all care homes are like this. You know, this is this is normal. Whereas yeah. actually, when I went to the smaller um, company, I very quickly realised Hallmark isn't normal. <laughs> you know, it it, it really right. is. Um, it really is sort of leading. It is a leading care provider. So, yeah, that, again, it was a great um, thing for me to look at another care provider. And we've done so many great things there. So I, I supported one of our homes as a hospitality manager for around six months. And then I got asked to be the group hospitality manager for this company. So it was only two care homes. And it, I think it had two care homes being built at the time. So, you know, I've, I had a little bit of commissioning knowledge. So that, that helped me within yep. that. And then I was there for just over a year and I was I was just made redundant randomly one day so um, normal day at work had my coat on just to leave and you know pulled in the office and yeah just got made redundant just like that and I thought wow, wow. you know did not see that coming at all right they they done a big restructure of the company um, well I say big restructure it was only a very small company but the I was a regional manager for the hospitality and there was an ops manager for sort of everything else and yeah we were both both made redundant so was what it was you know everything happens for a reason and I was very lucky that the following day from that I was actually 
I found another job very quickly uh, with another care provider. And this was again for a hospitality manager role. So it was a huge, huge life lesson for me. I'm not sure if I'm happy it happened or not, uh, being made redundant, yeah. but actually there's, there's a lot of positives what can come out of it. So it's a great life lesson for me. You never know what's around the corner. Um, totally. Um, yeah. And and actually it, it can be uh, almost a, 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 uh, an inevitable part of somebody's career building is, is that might happen at some point in, in your life. And at the time it can feel like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Especially in your case, whereby you didn't see it coming. There was no kind of you know levers to say that this is going to happen and therefore your your role's at threat uh or yeah whatever absolutely and there was no um sort of oh, i'll start looking in the background just in case it happens it was literally you know half six in the evening we're making yeah. redundant oh wow don't okay. come in tomorrow <laughs> um, literally it was it was something <laughs> yeah. on their minds to be honest um, Crikey. Like, right, yeah. okay so yeah very lucky i found another a role with another care provider who um to be honest they really helped me out in my time of need you know i'd, I'd Never a good time to be made redundant, but I think it was three or four months after I'd just purchased my first house with my partner, Jess. Yep. So, yeah, that was a bit of a scary moment, I must admit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the next day I was offered a role, um, hospitality manager with another small, well, not that not that small, another care provider larger than the, the one I'd come from. And, yeah, it, it got me out of my time, time of trouble, to be honest with you, and I've again, been very forever grateful to, to this company as well. So I had a great, um, I was only there for about seven months and I'd done a couple of different roles. I'd done a lot of the hospitality and I also supported with the sales side of things as well. So sort of the customer relationship manager type role. So again, I'd never really done that side. So I'd done family visits. So I'd shown, you know, families around the home if they're looking to either move in themselves or moved in one of their loved ones, but I'd never yep. seen any other part of it, sort of the, the admin side of things so that was again great for me to learn a great career progression as well for me to be honest because I saw that other side of the business what I'd not really seen before so yeah again forever grateful for that and I had a great six six seven months there to be honest and then a regional manager role or regional hospitality manager role came up at Hallmark again and I thought maybe it's time to come back you know I'd always said I would and I, I want I did tell Hallmark I, I want I want to come back one day uh, just now's not the time to sort of to stay and there wasn't really anything else close to home or, or anything different at the time hmm. so I actually came back to Hallmark or I like to say I come crawling back to Hallmark after about <laughs> um, just under two years yeah so just under two years I come crawling back uh, and yeah luckily enough I was offered the regional hospitality manager role so I was supporting all of our homes in England with all aspects of hospitality and just uh, two or three months ago so in April, so 1st of April this year, 2022, um, I was then promoted to the group hospitality manager role is what I do now. So very similar to before, but I now support all of our homes across England and Wales and our sister company now, Santham Residences, which is our assisted living complex, uh, which opened up last year, our first one um, in Hutton. So yeah, that's exciting as well. Yeah, crikey. Yeah, I, but it just shows you as well, like taking that time away I mean, the life experience that you would have gained in that two years that you were away, having to deal with a redundancy and, that, you know, as you quite rightly say, at the time it feels horrible, but actually it can be one of the best things that ever happens to you. And certainly at the time, it, it, it probably taught you uh, a, a little bit of resilience that you didn't know you had. And OK, you, you managed to get a job the next day and then to come back and be able to take that life experience that you've learned 
into your new role and then now you've obviously been promoted into this group wide role yeah fabulous what so just talk to us about hallmarks then in terms of what you have uh, across the portfolio now and, and what your what your role actually involves yeah so hallmark so we're a family-run business owned by the goyle family and we've currently got 19 care homes across England and Wales and one Sampton residency site in, in Hutton. We've got uh, three more commissioning care homes what are due to open next year. Well, again, um, really exciting. You know, a new home is always exciting. Yeah, it's just it, it opens up, you know, a new team, a new home for residents. And yeah, it's just another it's another care home to support and enjoy, to be honest. So that's really, really exciting. So my role across the group now is to support, yeah, all of our homes uh, with all aspects of hospitality. So for Hallmark, that means all the catering. So that means from our suppliers. So we use, you know, we try and use local butcher, local fruit and veg supplier for each care home. So again, from a business point of view, it's nice and easy just to have one butcher for the whole portfolio, one veg supplier for the whole portfolio, but actually you know, we feel the right thing to do is to support the local businesses within each home. Does cost us a little bit more money, you know, to get that, but that money, you know, it's so worth it because the quality we get from that small independent supplier is, you know, is no comparison to the sort of the larger national suppliers. So that's really, really good. Um, So yeah, it's anything all the way from our suppliers, our food safety within the kitchen, food quality of what we use, uh, the presentation of the dishes, uh, the, you know, the kitchen team putting that together all the way through to the dining experience. So, you know, you can have the best food on a plate. If it's slapped on a plate and thrown in front of you, very unlikely that you're going to enjoy it and vice yeah. versa. You know, you need that balance. If it could be, you know, really horrible food, if it, you know, if it, there's no flavor in it, there's no nutrition in it and it's presented really nicely, you know, you're probably still not going to enjoy it. Yes, it looks lovely, but there's no flavor. There's no, you know, it's just not an enjoyable experience. So mm. we We've got to get that balance between really good quality food and really well presented to the liking of that resident. You know, some residents um, eat, you know, little and often. Some residents like a larger portion. And again, it's it's asking that question and it's knowing the residents on what they want. You know, if you put too much in front of someone, that might put them off. Other people, they'll they'll eat whatever's there, you know. So it's just yeah. knowing knowing your residents. Um, but it's a sort of a step further as well. We we don't just want it to be lunchtime or dinner time or breakfast time. We want it to be that meal experience. So it's, you know, the the ambiance within the dining rooms, you know, care homes are a little bit different to say restaurants and hotels because this is their home. You know, they live here. So it's entirely up to them where they eat. They can eat in their bedroom if they wish. Um, we do try and promote the dining room just because of the social factor and it's, you know, just a lot nicer really. And we can yep. we can gain that experience more. Um, but it's just just making it that enjoyable experience within the day rather than, oh, I've got to go and eat because I'm hungry. You know, it's I want to go and have lunch because I'm, I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, it, it's that sort of, of look on it. So it's it's all the catering all the way through from the farm all the way to through to the fork and that experience in between. Uh, the housekeeping aspect of things, so obviously the cleanliness of the whole place, you know, I, with hotels, care homes, etc. I don't care if you're a a two-star hotel or a five-star hotel it's got to be clean you know um, I'd rather stay in a a clean three-star hotel than a dirty five-star hotel for example and I think you know most people will probably agree with that Um, so yeah housekeeping really really important Um, so yeah we 
we we ensure you know we've got all the equipment we need you know there's always new equipment coming out or different ideas or different concepts coming out so we try and keep up to date with that uh we've recent i'll say recently probably six months ago or so maybe a bit longer we've changed over our, our chemicals now so they're really sustainable um so again that's a that's really positive um so again we look at not just the cleanliness but how we get there so products we use the smart procedures we try and do uh, and of course just making sure it's safe it doesn't look just look clean you know it, it's physically you know it, it's clean it's actually clean rather than just looks yeah. clean if that makes sense yeah also sort of the gardens as well i work very closely with the estates team on the gardens um so making sure they're you know enjoyable by by the residents so we try and get residents involved uh, in that as much as possible and we try and make sure you know each home has got you know the area that, that they want you know with you know established plants seasonal plants you know try and get all your senses going so look visually nice throughout the year but you can you know you can also the sense from different plants as well is really powerful really really important so yeah, I work, yeah work closely with them and of course just the front of house feel to the whole place so that that involves the care team that involves the lifestyles team the maintenance team the reception team the cafe team you know every team within the home that involves yeah. because you know everyone everyone in, is involved in creating that experience for residents guests and of course the team as well yeah i think the thing for me was when uh there was a couple of things that really kind of stood out when i, I went to visit one was the the welcome the the uh, i suppose the atrium feels more like a hotel than a care home as it were mm -hmm whatever the perception I had in my head of what a care home should be. Because you went straight, there was a cafe right there. There was buzz, you know, there was stuff happening. People were interacting. It was, it was lovely. It was, you know, it was, uh, there was, there was life there, I think yeah. is the, is the point. And the second was the kitchen. <laughs> you know, like state of the art doesn't cover it. And actually the, the couple of people that I've sent to interviews with you and I, I think you've, thankfully hired a couple of chefs that have sent you away and thank you for that is the thing that they've always been blown away by was one yes the space but two the equipment that you have you know is and if they're if, if they need a piece of equipment to do a certain dish a certain way then you get that in you know it, there's lots of considerations and it's not just about cost 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 and of course you have to manage your costs but actually even the point you made there about where you go for your uh, food supply yes you could go and get it cheaper somewhere else but that's not the point the point is is that actually you're doing something by you're supporting the local community by going to a local supplier which actually has a you know it's just a reciprocal benefit for everyone involved and um, yeah it's a win-win situation isn't it especially things yeah. like that but yeah no i'm glad you've and thank you for mentioning the um the, the state-of-the-art kitchens we have and and yes i think Again, the perception of care homes is you might have a small domestic oven if you're lucky, a small little grill, and you'll do what you can. You know, it's all chucked in a yeah, couple norm. of superns, um, and that's it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, but actually, no. You know, and we we do do cook-offs for our chefs. It's not someone you know. First stage interview is a you know a chat face to face sort of traditional interview, and then the second stage, if they are successful, is you know they've got to prove to us they can cook. And, yep. you know, this is for their benefit and ours because, you know, they get to see what we're all about and whether we're the right place for them to work. And also we get to see what they can what they can do as well and what they can bring to the table. So we do have chefs in our kitchens, not just cooks. 
you know, and that's yep. for me is a is a very big thing. There's a you know a very big difference between cooks and chefs, and um, we've got a really really strong team of chefs. We've got an executive chef as well, Brian, um, who brings you know wealth of knowledge and supports all of our homes with you know just guidance and and support, which is invaluable to all our kitchens. But yeah, we've got you know state of the art you know rationale ovens and and other you know key bits of equipment. But you know for me, like you say, we have got budgets, of course. You know we're a business. Um, but at the same time, if we can prove that we need something and, you know, if we have this piece of equipment, we can now provide X, Y, and Z, you know, especially with Hallmark, what I probably didn't appreciate with my first stint with Hallmark, then actually, if you if you give them a good enough reason, actually, we can benefit from this, you know, 99 times out of 100, they're going to say, yes, go for it, you know, and would this benefit other homes as well? So it, it's all yeah. stuff. We, we've got lots of little projects going on in the background in each different home. And then if something is successful, we will then share that with with the wider homes as well. So we are Team Hallmark. You know, our, my group of HSMs or hospitality services managers, we do have a regular uh, call. So through COVID, it was weekly just for, a, um, you know, a shoulder sometimes, but also, you know, updates with, with guidance. And if anyone's struggling with something, someone on that call has probably got an answer. You know, you're not alone. And, and it was that sort of call. And we now do that. We was doing it bi-weekly and we've just moved that to monthly now. But everyone knows each other. You know, all the hospitality managers know each other. We all get on really well. Um, they can all just phone each other um, and ask for guidance and support, uh, which is really nice, you know, and it, it, it really works well. And I think that that is really, really important for that. Totally. I think as well, it's it's um, what you're actually providing as well is possibly one of the most honorable pieces of hospitality you can you can deliver because you're you're delivering hospitality to people in their later years when they've kind of you know they're well i'm just assuming things here i'm just always using my own parents as a reference point but you know people are beginning to, to slow down a bit but it doesn't mean that they don't want to have input and involvement in how your product is made and and evolves yeah and and like i mentioned earlier we could create a menu, but if it's not something residents want, then, you know, it, it, it's a rubbish menu, basically, yeah. you know. And, and again, that's why we have a different um, menu in all, all of our homes, because the menu in rugby, for example, is very different to the um, menu in Brighton. You know, they both work really well in their own homes, but I know if I switched them, you know, it would not work, you know. And yeah. again, that that's where I do feel, you know, Hallmark are different and, you know, other care providers do the same thing or similar things but we try and do everything for the right reason you know rather than oh it's just you know it's all about the bottom line or, or whatever it might be or we could save lots of money if we just change supplier well we can save a lot of money but actually we we lose quality and what I love as well is you know my boss is above me I'm always pushing on an open door when it's about quality yes I'll need to request authorization but again it's normally a very easy and very nice conversation to have because it's mm. we're all about moving forward you know we have got a great product but we're always looking at how we can better ourselves and yeah. residents within our homes are the key to that you know if we need to know that resident know all the residents and, and meet and hopefully exceed their um, expectations yeah how do we make their experience the best possible experience while they're here yes absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. So you and I met, actually, I think we'd, we'd spoken once on the phone, but we actually met face-to-face at an IOH networking event. We did. And again, this is just, this is 
busting the own myth that exists within my head. I never expected to see you at an IOA uh, event for whatever reason. But um, yeah, why why were you there? What was your what's your objective with the IOH? So for me, hospitality is you know again perceptions and, and over the years, it's mainly if someone says hospitality to you, you're more than likely going to think of a hotel or a restaurant. And one of my personal goals, you know, this year really is to try and get care homes out there and be within the hospitality conversations with hotels and restaurants. You know, like you said, we've got state-of-the-art kitchens. We've got some amazing chefs, you know, and the food we produce is really good. You know, it, you know, it varies in in different homes again, depending on the, the requests from the residents, but you know, we do have some really lovely restaurant food being served in our, in our, from our kitchens in, in our homes. So for me, there's no reason why, you know, care homes shouldn't be in the same league and in the same conversations as hotel and restaurants. Uh, we've got all the same positions. It's just a slightly different clientele that we are, that we are catering for. And I could argue there's quite a few extra benefits working in care than hotels and restaurants as well so that was sort of my first event mainly due to covid but you know my first face-to-face event in quite a while and that's why you know i really enjoy just speaking to different hotels a couple of different restaurants obviously yourself and i I met a couple of suppliers there as well and again it's for me it's about you know gaining knowledge getting information and just seeing how people can work together you know especially in care we we all have the same goal at the end of the day you know, we want to provide outstanding care for all residents within our homes. So actually, why don't we just have a conversation and work together? Uh, totally. I could not agree more. I mean, I think that's that I've talked about that so often on this show about there's so much knowledge out there, not just within your own sector, but within the other sectors that exist within hospitality, that together, if we kind of just got better at that, you know, we'd, we'd all rise and elevate each other. Yeah and help each other get to the next stage and blah, 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 blah. Um, so, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that. I think the IOH has become a really good conduit for that mm-hmm. and is only getting better as well, again, after a period of uh, of rest, I suppose, through COVID. But, um, yeah, so excellent. Okay, so from your career so far, you're still quite a young man. You've still got a long way to go, I would uh, imagine, in terms of your ambition, et cetera, et cetera. But have you got any uh, funny stories from your career so far that you can share with us? Funny stories, quite a difficult one. I think probably one of them things what wasn't quite as funny at the time, but a few minutes after, and especially looking back now, was was quite funny, was probably back in the hotel. Yeah. So over the Christmas period, we were extremely busy, like most hotels doing, you know, dinner dances and lots of lots of events like that. And I just remember and it stuck with me. Uh, one of the things I'm not sure if I'll ever forget was um, clearing empty glasses, you know, quite late, you know, towards the end of the night uh, with lots of people still there, you know, dancing and, and having great fun. And I managed to um, slip on the on the floor straight down managed to save most of the glasses to be fair i just want to add add that in there um but yeah as you can imagine everyone in the whole room saw it and heard it probably and yeah it was it was something at the time rather embarrassing sort of got up as quickly as i could uh collected the couple of glasses i did drop um sort of went back house to to put it down and you know get the mop etc but um yeah no that was uh certainly a highlight that that's kept with me uh which most people, well, everyone there found highly amusing at the time. Yeah, well, it's, there's an unwritten law, isn't there, that if, if there's a glass drops or a plate drops somewhere that everybody in the vicinity has to go, hey! 
Yeah, and so everyone on the night certainly knew that unwritten law. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the last noise you want to hear when you're the one who's actually done it. Uh, yeah, as well. All eyes on uh, you, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I, do you know what? I think that's also part of the learning process, right? Is that um, things like that are inevitable; they will happen. Mm-hmm. It's how you deal with them, and then how you you try to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So maybe you'll. Yes be a little bit more sure of your footing the next time or, or whatever exactly there's always um any event however bad you think it is there's always a, a learning some somewhere in there you can learn something yeah absolutely cool I, I, well what would be your your top three reasons for somebody to come and join hospitality so for me you need a job what brings fulfillment into your life you know i don't believe anyone is truly happy unless they are fulfilled so like I mentioned, you know, you could be a multimillionaire, you know, you could be, you know, earning loads and loads and loads of money a year. But if you're not fulfilled, you're, you're never going to feel happy. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, truly believe the hospitality industry does this. You know, there's such a wide variety of characters within, you know, restaurants, hotels, care homes, you know, wherever you're working within hospitality. There's a huge variety of that. And, you know, you make friends very, very quickly. Um, and, you know, a lot of them are friends for life. You know, I've still got friends back in the hotel and I worked there. I was only there 18 months and that was 10 years ago now. And I'm still very close with them people, which is, you know, yep. which is really, really nice. So the second one is variety. So, you know, most roles, you know, whether it's an office role or whatever sort of role it might be, it's normally you go there to do one thing, you know, one that one specific role, whereas hospitality, you know, it, it is that umbrella term. So I was lucky enough within the hotel to work in, you know, the banquets, reception, restaurant, bar, housekeeping, you know, even the kitchen, you know, so I wouldn't have got that variety elsewhere. You know, like I mentioned earlier, it might be areas that, you know, you don't want to pursue in your career, mm. you know, whereas actually it might be areas where you think, actually, this is a bit of me and this, I do feel fulfilled, you know, within that. Yeah. And I think probably the third, I've probably mentioned it in, in number one, to be honest, but yeah, just going back to the team bonding, I think is, is just I think it's so powerful that team bonding um, that you know the support in every area I think it's one of the few areas of of work where everyone it doesn't matter what department you're in within the hotel or within the care home that everyone helps each other you know it's not like well I'm a kitchen assistant so I can't do the cooking you know it's no the chef and the kitchen system work really closely together you know the care team they work really closely with the kitchen as well the housekeeping work really closely with the care team the lifestyle team the laundry team even the garden team you know every single department it's never that's not my job walk away it's always how can I help let's do this together you know and that that just is so powerful Uh, and again just just gives you that respect for your colleagues they respect you and it's just such a nicer place to work when everyone supports each other and of course we get a better outcome which which is a better outcome for the residents totally yeah it's um yeah I mean the the you kind of live and die together don't you as a as a team so you you know you share your successes and your 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 failures and take the learning together and you know and and you can't help but build bonds with people when you're in that kind of environment and that all stems from leadership ultimately I think if the leadership are creating the opportunity for people to do that and there's not this isolation from team to team then then that's ultimately when you get sparks flying and really good stuff can happen Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah could not agree more it sounds like very much you guys are uh are, are nailing that at uh at hallmark for sure yeah we try great <laughs> well 
Yeah. <laughs> Last question before I, I let you on your way. Um, what's what does the next year have in store for for Hallmark? What's where's the next big thing? So I think with Hallmark over the next year or so. So a little time before COVID, and sort of as soon as I came back four years ago, I started building on the Hallmark hospitality standards. So it's sort of the bible for hospitality standards across our group. So again being careful it is a guide you know it's not your lounge has to look like this or your cafe has to look like this it is purely a guide and then it is resident led you know like i mentioned it's their yep. home they it's like it's like the foundation provide. exactly yeah exactly that and it's sort of a minimum standard yep. we want to get to so obviously covid put a little bit of an obstacle in the place in place for that and you know certain restrictions um, we couldn't do certain things. You know, it doesn't mean that the, there wasn't a high standard there. It just meant we couldn't quite do it the way we wanted to do it. So, you know, as yeah. as the restrictions have eased a lot, you know, they're still not quite back to uh, normal, especially in, in care homes. But they are, you know, we, we, we're certainly moving in the right direction. Uh, a lot of these standards really are coming back in place now. So we've now created and just launched last month the Crystal Award. So the Crystal Award is just an internal award at Hallmark. And that celebrates the hospitality excellence. So for me, it's not something where we do an audit, you know, well done, you've done really well on this visit. Here's the Crystal Award. You know, it's something what is consistent over a long period of time. So, for example, it's got to be that standard consistently maintained for, you know, a minimum of six months, say, before you are, you know, you, you do receive the Crystal Award. But it's not job done once you've received the award. It is, you know, you've got to maintain yeah. that standard. If you don't, we'll take your award away. You know, and obviously, you know, team benefits will come in with that. We, you know, we've got a great team recognition budget. We'll certainly be, you know, dipping into that once they do receive the Crystal Award. Um, so for me, that's my main focus uh, this year on on supporting the homes, on being able to achieve the Crystal Award themselves. But again, like you mentioned, we want this to be a foundation. You know, we, we are already got lots of ideas for the next you know one two three years time on the hospitality Mm. we want to offer you know hospitality it's a given that you need a clean care home it's a given you you should be providing good food you know and a good experience but what else can we do you know to really give everyone you know from residents who live here the team members who work within the homes plus you know family and friends of the residents as well what can we do to give them that experience to, you know, really want to come in? It's not just, oh, I've not seen my mum or my grandmother or or yeah, relative yeah. for a few weeks, I better pop in. You know, it's actually, they live in a beautiful home. I really want to spend time there. You know, like you say, they can come in and, and go to the coffee shop. You know, it's all inclusive. So there's no sort of fees to pay or anything. It's all inclusive. So they can come and, you know, have a coffee or they can go outside if it's nice weather in our, in our lovely gardens. It's just getting that wow factor. But just keep building, building, building. I think with mm. hospitality, if you think, right, we've made it, job done, it's not for you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's game over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's right, what can we do next? What can we do next? What can we do? And just having that mindset of, you know, keep going, keep going. And I was lucky enough, I went on holiday a couple of weeks ago and stayed in a, it was a nice hotel. And I was just getting ideas, you know, what do they do? You know, a couple of things I wouldn't fancy doing, you know, but of course you find that everywhere. But there was lots of, you know, took lots of photos. I thought, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And yeah, just just continue building on what we're doing at the moment. Yeah. I know. I can just see uh, you coming back loaded with ideas and <laughs> all of your uh, all of your hospitality managers going, oh, God, 
Rob's come back from holiday again. What have we got in store now? Something on them lines, yes, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wicked. Great stuff. Well, Nola, thank you very much for coming on and, and sharing your story. A very, very interesting part of the industry. And I think it feels like it is moving forward at a rate of knots. And, and it, the, the recognition for what you guys are doing is, is just getting better and better. Um, so I wish you con- continued success. I'm going to keep pilfering away my savings into uh, my retirement fund so that I can afford to come and <laughs> live in one of your homes for my later years. Uh, they are beautiful, beautiful places. And wish you well for the for the next year ahead and beyond. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for, for giving me the opportunity. Very much appreciated. And yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll catch up very soon. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Rob. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers. And there we have it. A huge thank you to Rob for coming on and talking about his career and what Hallmark are up to. I think we can all agree the sector firmly deserves its seat at the hospitality table. We will, of course, be back next Wednesday with another cracking story from hospitality. So until then, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.